It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six oh six. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is a Tuesday, and there'll be quite a few things to unpack today. So we'll get to all of that. Now, before before I get into anything, I want to start with a story that ought to just make your day. But there's some people who might be bothered by this. So, warning: this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government. Low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. It's been a while since I've been able to pick on Senator Pocahontas, also known as Elizabeth Warren. Yesterday was Columbus Day, and some people like to celebrate instead Indigenous Peoples Day. I you know, really don't care either way. I look at it just because I have more important things to do with my life than to get into that argument every single year. But then Elizabeth Warren does this. Hang on. <clears throat> I, well, I have intro music for everybody, so... There we go. You can think of something better to play for you. Let me know. But I, I'll go ahead and grab it. So Senator Pocahontas, as people tend to call her, she was celebrating Indigenous Persons Day. Now, of course, you know that right away, that's going to bring out the critics and the mockers. Here's what she tweeted. Because so much is done on Twitter today. So many embarrassing things happen on Twitter today. But all right. Elizabeth Warren says, We celebrate the contributions and extraordinary resilience and the rich cultures of tribal nations and native communities. Today and every day, the federal government must recommit itself to honoring its promise to native people, says Elizabeth Warren. Now, people start tweeting back, of course. Uh, I see Spencer Brown. Imagine being Elizabeth Warren and thinking you can still virtue signal on this. Uh, here's one guy who just said, oof, girl. How how dare you say girl? How do you know that? We can't identify her as a woman. It's not allowed these days. But all right. Uh, see, here's another one. You honored them by stealing jobs, money, and opportunities from them. No American alive today has taken more from natives' people for at least this one day. You should hide your, hide your pale face in shame. Let's see, here's another one. You just might want to sit this one out. Centers for the American Liberty Foundation uh, president. And see, uh, the spectacular Stephen Miller joke, you just happened to celebrate this day a little bit more than most people. Town Hall columnist Brad Slager wrote, I spent one 1024 one of Indigenous Peoples Day reading this tweet. Okay, so that's in reference to, let's go back and take a look at Elizabeth Warren's history on this topic. So I can give her credit for this. She was told by her grandmother when she was a little girl, 
that she was part Native American Indian. So, okay, that's what she believed. That's what her grandmother told her. That's what she believed. She then used that for everything she could, could get out of it. I mean, she milked it. She got jobs and promotions because she kept labeling herself on her applications and on her resume as a minority. Now, if you're in Massachusetts and you're trying to get up working through Massachusetts universities, very liberal Massachusetts universities, if you list yourself as a minority, especially Native American, well, and you're going to get promoted. And so she did to a lot of no-show jobs that paid a lot of money. Finally, people started to call her out because, well, as she continued to push that she was Native American, people started to doubt it and call her out on it. Now, I can give her a little slack on this one, believe it or not, because this is something her grandmother told her when she was a girl, and she believed it. And I know a lot of you believe that you're either part this or part something or, you know, and you think that you are because you were told that when you were a kid, but did you ever research it, look into it? So people started to doubt it and someone looked into her family history and found out there's no Native American in you. That doesn't exist, that's not a thing, Elizabeth. Well, she continued to say that she was until finally one day she was pressured into getting a DNA test. That's why, in fact, I'm going to go back to it real quick here to make sure I get the number correct on this one because I thought that was one of the twenty, the, the, the funniest of the responses to her tweet from town hall columnist Brad Slager. I spent one 1,024th of Indigenous Peoples Day reading this tweet because when they took a look at her DNA, she is perhaps maybe, but probably not, one 1,024th American Indian. Yeah, maybe. Probably not, though. I mean, that is so, so finely watered down, it might as well not even exist. All right, but after she had spent all this time taking advantage of the fact that what well, she said, she, she was told she believed, and so she worked her career upwards by saying that she was a minority, what happens when she finds out she's not? All right, it took a while for her to back off on that. And then she finally did. This is why people to this day make fun of Elizabeth Warren. And here it is, Columbus Day. And she says, we celebrate the constitution of extraordinary resilience of the rich culture of uh, tribal nations, native communities. Today, every day, the federal government must re recommit itself to honoring its promises to native peoples. This is what she says. So that's why uh, the response that she got. If anything, if she really wanted to play it smart, and I don't expect Elizabeth Warren to ever say or do anything that's smart. I just refuse to believe that she'll ever do anything smart. This is someone she believes herself to be the smartest person in the room, but I mean, like Ocasio-Cortez, you listen to what she has to say, and obviously not. If she was to do the smart thing, she would just shut up about it. Her grandmother told her something that turned out not to be true. Just shut up about it. 
What really gets me, though, is she spent quite a bit of her life using that as an excuse to get ahead. She never really was promoted. She never got a job or was promoted through a job because she had skills. Remember, she is in Massachusetts University Systems. All you have to do is call yourself a minority and a victim, and there you're promoted up on high. That's how it works in that system, and that's what she took advantage of to the fullest extent. The best thing she could do about it is, I, I don't even expect an apology for the mistake. Again, this is what she was told when she was a kid, so she believed it. But when she, it's revealed that it is a mistake, and the DNA test showed that she did not really have any American Indian in her at all, then just shut up about it. Even on Columbus Day... Jim and Casper, when she got caught, her excuse was her grandmother said it. Yeah, well, and, and, and that is true, Jim. It, it's her grandmother that told her, and but, you know, she never looked into it like a lot of people. Uh, that's uh, what I believe because old Pocahontas never tells the truth. Yeah. Warren used Native American excuses, yeah, to be upwardly mobile. Uh, yes, and, and she did. And I understand the rest of what you're saying. No, Jim, I'm not going there. Jim tries to sucker me to say stuff on the air that I'm just not going to say. But, okay, she did use this to be upwardly mobile. I'm a minority, therefore you have to promote me. The best thing she can do now is just stop talking about it because every time she does, people beat her up over it. I just thought that would make your day. 6.16 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six twenty-two is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. I've got phones back today, by the way, because Miss Mary's back, which means I'm supervised again. So <clears throat> I got to watch it, but you're allowed to call in. That's essentially what that means. All right, triple eight ninety-seven woods the phone number. So I was talking to you the past couple of weeks about some books in the, the Trona County High School Library that are objectionable. All right. It's one thing if you want to talk about alt sexualities and so on in school, that's okay. But these books were just over the top, beyond the pale, you could even say, too much. And I had to give credit to Cowboy State Daily for writing up some articles where they just showed what's in these books. And I looked at them and thought, you know, I don't mind some controversial topic matter, but this stuff is way too far between the pictures and the words, way too graphic. Okay, so they've been having meetings about this because originally the school board says, oh, the book stays. To, to the school board, I have to ask, have you looked at these books? So parents started to show up to, uh, to appeal the whole process. Here's where we are right now on the K2 Radio website. At the Natrona County School Board District Board of Trustees meeting Monday, so this is yesterday, board heard from the public for the second meeting in a row about the issue of uh, banning books. Now, let me pause right there for a minute because uh, that's something... I like to correct language when I come across something and I think that's not right. No one is talking about banning books. It would not be allowed in that library because it would be considered inappropriate, but anybody who wants the book can still get it. 
So nothing's banned. It's just inappropriate in certain venues. One member of the public got cut off during their comment period after calling someone else a pedophile. While the story says, while at the previous meeting, September 26, 26 of the 29 people that came to speak said they approve of the decision by for reconsideration committee to keep the two books. The reconsideration committee released its written opinion explaining why they kept the books and said that the books met the district's criteria for keeping them in schools. Boy, do I agree with that. Disagree. Disagree with that one. At the meeting Monday, there were 30 people that spoke, the majority speaking against the decision. Members of the Natrona County Chapter for Moms for Liberty showed up at the meeting to speak against the books. That would have uh, shown up at the, they didn't show up at the previous meeting. A lot of the, in fact, the lady who's in charge or leads up Moms for Liberty had called this program and they were sort of blindsided by the whole thing, basically. They didn't know the meetings were coming. So now they're trying to get organized and, and fight back. Also didn't show up at the meeting, previous meetings, because they were having a visual, uh, I'm sorry, a vigil for someone who was killed in a car accident September 26th, so there was that too. But one of the people that came up to speak, who works part-time as a substitute teacher for Natrona County School District, said that he's a conservative but agrees with the decision to keep the books in the school. He said, I took the time to read the book. I don't know what people are saying is pornographic about it. Well, okay, I have to say that I took the time to read and look at the material and say I do see what is considered pornographic about it, and I object to it. So after he spoke, uh, Eric Paulson, who is currently running for Casper City Council, said that this gentleman who was just got done speaking is a pedophile and a groomer for advocating these books. And at that point, the guy said, excuse me, did you just call me a pedophile? At that point, microphones were turned off. And so so, so you understand when they do this, when they turn off mics, they want at school board meetings across the country a certain level of decorum. If you're going to have a discussion on the issue, fine. But if it starts getting nasty, they just shut off the mics and end the meeting. We're not doing this is basically what they say. I'm pretty much the same way on this radio program. You and I can talk about anything, anything. Pick a topic. We can talk about it. But like Dave and San Francisco, the moment you're a jerk, you're gone. It's done. And I'm going to move on to something else just because we're not doing that here. We're going to be adults about it. Having said that, though, I would have to agree by the gentleman running for city council I don't know how anyone can look at the material in those books and say that it's not pornographic. Not just the pictures, the drawings, the pictures, but the language in the book as well. I I would never put that in the school. I also object to the term of banning books because, again, nothing's being banned. It's just not appropriate for the school. I also take a look at how many people have shown up for this. So there's a certain number. I think the story here says like 26 people showed up and most of them were in favor of keeping the book. But at the next meeting, 30 people showed up and they were all against it. And I still take a look at those numbers and think, and that's all that's showing up? Whether for or against it, I look at it as big enough issue that more people need to be shown up to something like this. Now, if... 
for those people who don't want to see those books in school, keep that in mind as we go through an election cycle and also the next election cycle and as to who runs for, let's say, school board or even to find out who holds the position because the library gets to do whatever the library wants to do and there's oversight by the school board but they're not necessarily reviewing everything they've given power to the library to decide what's going to be in the library with some oversight if there's problems or objections that's basically how that works so we might need to go back and review who we put in charge here i-80 john here's a compromise have the parents sign a permission slip to check out the books but john what about those kids who are reading the books while in the library? Oh, they didn't check them out, but they were they just grabbed the book off the shelf and went somewhere and read it. See, some parents would not like to have, they don't want to have it in the library at all because they don't want their kids seeing this material. So I think, the to me, the compromise is if some parent would like their kids to see this book, they can go ahead and order it online and give it to their kid. Not appropriate for the school library, in my opinion. 629 is the time. Coming up on 630, local news. Update on your weather forecast right after that. Wake up, my own. A look, call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six thirty-six. The time it's wake up, Wyoming. You know you're not doing all that well when all sorts of people start to walk away. Remember, in fact, the Democrats. And I want to see how the organization is doing. Democrats had the hashtag walk away movement. Not people that were going to become Republicans. They just couldn't align themselves with the hardcore leftists of the Democrat Party. They just had enough of it, right? So those are a lot of them are just moderate Democrats who've just had enough. Okay, so former Democrat presidential candidate, never heard of her, Tulsi Gabbard. No idea. Left the Democrat Party Tuesday denouncing the organization as an elitist cabal. Well, I'm glad she finally figured it out. She retired from the House of Representatives 2021, attacked the institution in a nearly 30-minute video post on YouTube, said she did not announce plans to join the Republican Party or any other party affiliation. I can no longer remain with today's Democrat Party that is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by racializing every issue and stoke anti-white racism, she said in a post on Twitter. Oh, that's pretty strong, right? Okay. Too bad nobody knows who she is, even though she ran for president. But all right. Then there's this. I mentioned yesterday this story. Army releases a new plan to mitigate climate change. Yeah, and the current defense secretary says the Army needs to immediately take appropriate policies to prioritize climate change. No, he wants to prioritize climate change over defending the nation, basically. When the focus of the military should be 100% on making sure that we remain in this bubble of freedom that we're in. So wokeness moves into the military. Now, I did come across some stories that show that our military is having some trouble recruiting. 
Then I come across this story. Service members sound alarm against extremely woke military. Story says, while President Biden's Secretary of Army has defended its diversity and equity and inclusion programs this week as important, several current and former members of the U.S. military who put their lives on the line to ensure America's security and defend its freedoms are sounding the alarm over what they call a culture of putting wokeness before training and combat effectiveness. Some of those service members are blaming that culture for its recruitment challenges, which have risen to levels unseen since its transition to an all-volunteer force. The military is extremely woke, they said. And that's why they're having problems recruiting. Well, a, a good part of it. Quote, I do perceive the Army's leadership as woke, and probably the lower enlisted have been indoctrinated in school, another service member said. Equity, diversity is another way to divide and control the masses. It does nothing for a warfighter. Quote, we get criticized, frankly, sometimes for being woke, said Army Secretary Christine Warmus said Monday in a discussion on military leadership. I'm not sure what woke means. I think woke means a lot of different things to different people. I tell you one thing that woke is becoming, though, as the word is evolving as people use it, which I always hate because then you lose its meaning. We don't understand what it means because people keep changing its meaning. But it has been used lately to even just being stupid. You'll see someone who's just an idiot doing stupid things. And they'll be called woke. Right? But that's not what woke really is. And if you're to define it, it's someone who wants to be socially conscious about every little thing to the point that there's nothing that you can say or do where you're not found guilty of something. It's a life of guilt. And you're supposed to attack other people, by the way, through that life of guilt. In fact, let me grab something here. I think that this bit that I've played before probably best defines what woke is and what's moving into the military today, which is ruining our military. Okay, everyone, welcome. This support group is for people who are so woke that they are finding it impossible to have any fun at all. We have somebody new with us this week, so would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Oscar. I think like a lot of you guys, for me, it started with the little things, signing an online petition, going to a march. Well, I mean, before I knew it, I was writing to The Guardian about LGBT representation in the Harry Potter books. Which is shocking, by the way. All right, Lily, we've all read your blog. Don't worry, Oscar, you've come to the right place. All of the young people in this room are ruining their lives by being overly virtuous. That's actually a microaggression to say young people because it carries subconscious bias towards the elderly. Actually, what you're doing is denying agency to the elderly, which is arguably much worse. See, this, this is what I'm talking about. You see, it's a slippery slope. One minute you're carrying a reusable water bottle, fine, and the next minute you're arguing that water is racist. Oh my God, is water racist? No, no, it's just an example. Right, how did you guys get on with the homework that I set you? Guys isn't an especially inclusive term. Not now, Jamie. By homework, do you mean having to watch that old people sitcom? It's called Friends, Lily, and you were supposed to watch it and enjoy it. Well, I try, but I find it deeply problematic. Why? Well, there's the homophobia, the transphobia, the fatism and the slut-shaming, and could Chandler be any more annoying? You can't go through your 
she's worrying about every aspect of everything. You have to pick your battles. And just remember that it doesn't really matter because by the time you hit your 30s, most of you are going to be massively right-wing anyway. Have any of you started to think that maybe poor people don't deserve benefits? No. Well, watch out for that one because that's how it starts. Look, I understand this has all been a bit much for some of you, so let's take five and have a hobnob. I find the word hobnob very phallocentric. Essentially, that's what woke people do. 642, wake up, Wyoming. Satellite and radio. Everything you need to start your morning. Coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Nine's a time off. We go to the ice box where Frank Gambino's waiting by. Sometimes, Frank, I take a look at old ads and I think, wow, we could not get away with that today. There's just absolutely no way. You know what? It is. But you know what? I'm glad that we had a chance to do those yes. things and play with those toys that no one else wanted to do. Sure. And then go in cars that, you know, can go uh-huh. as fast as you want. Well, they, you know, just Here's a, a drawing of a guy driving and he looks kind of depressed and annoyed and his wife is sitting next to him so go figure right does your wife have automobile nerves slow down for that curve don't try to pass look out for the side road yada yada they, what, what do they yeah. call that uh, yeah. kind of like a backseat driver but you're sure but she's in the front driver. seat yeah. yeah she should take dr miles nervine don't be too hard on your wife when she tries to be a backseat driver sitting up front with you. She's probably not trying to boss you, and she doesn't realize how her constant suggestions uh, taken from the take pleasure from the trip. So here's what you do: you just give her a just a just a nice good shot of this. Uh, tonic here oh okay yeah what, what, what was that uh, vodka or i don't know but nervine <laughs> <laughs> you do it before the uh the, the trip and it thinks it makes things a lot more pleasant <laughs> you know should you just give your wife you're sitting there like a quaalude or something, you know? <laughs> i don't know tense nerves are responsible for much of uh, sleeplessness restlessness irritability excitability and headache which most of us suffer from dr miles Nervine helps to relax tense nerves. Why not give it a try? It's at your drugstore, just $1. Well, that's a, that's a bargain yeah, there. Not, well, $1 in money from back, way back when. But uh, <laughs> well, here, before we go driving, <laughs> honey, take a shot. <laughs> I, I was warning me to be the other way around there. Oh, boy. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys have this week off. They're savoring their 27-14 road win over New Mexico on Saturday in Albuquerque. The UW defense really came to life in the second half, and the D-line asserted themselves to the max. They made life miserable for the New Mexico offense. And that in itself was a big change from the first half, as the Lobo offense was making it miserable on the Cowboy defense, scoring the first 14 points of the game. Here's UW head coach Craig Bowl. And some of our run fits weren't on, on top of it, and then they, they hit a post corner route and uh, we got exposed there a little bit and, and we were on our heels and, you know I talked to coach Polisek after that first drive on defense I and mean, I said we're sucking gas and we were not able to stay on the field there and so we created some adversity for ourselves 
Wyoming is 4-3 and three and 2-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play. They return to the field a week from Saturday to host Utah State in Laramie in a game that will start at 7.45 p.m. Wow. In the National Football League, the Denver Broncos won't play until Monday night when they travel to L.A. to meet the Chargers. The Broncos are 2-3 and three after their brutal 12-9 overtime loss to Indianapolis on Thursday. The Bronco offense was just plain Awful in that game. And at 2-3 and three on the year, they got to figure something out. Quarterback Russell Wilson has been attending to a strained muscle in his back near his shoulder. Whether he plays or not on Monday remains to be seen, but he has really, really struggled. Just in that game on Thursday, he threw two interceptions in the end zone and couldn't find receivers that were wide open. And he signed a five-year, $245 million contract. Major League Baseball playoffs move along today. The divisional round starts today with the best-of-seven series. In the National League at 11 a.m., Philadelphia will be at Atlanta. And at 7.30 tonight, San Diego will be in Los Angeles to meet the Dodgers. In the American League at 1.30 this afternoon, Seattle at Houston. And at 5.30 tonight, Cleveland will be in New York to meet the Yankees. High school volleyball from over the weekend. Kelly Walsh with a road sweep of Star Valley and Jackson. The Trona on Friday lost to Sheridan in five sets. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be on a mini-tour of the state to get ready for the season. The Cowgirls will be at Kelly Walsh High School on Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. for an open practice, then a meet and greet on Sunday morning in Douglas, followed by an open practice on Sunday in Cheyenne at the Story Gym that will be on Sunday afternoon. That's it in sports. So, okay, we're, we're now into the the playoffs again, baseball here. And we've got to do this. There's how many... I, I don't want to say games because that's too many. There, there's two more rounds to go before the World Series. Two more rounds before. That's that what best, I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Best of seven series. A best of seven series. Yeah. Okay, that's where because if you were to add up how many games, I'd be asking you to do math it's, and and guess. Right, and we're good guessers. Yeah. No, you're not, frankly. But oh no, no, <laughs> frankly, no. Frank. <laughs> I, I guess right more than wrong. Oh, do you? It's, it's, well, I mean, fifty-one forty-nine. Yeah, okay. So. I'm going to keep scoring that one yeah. and see how well you do that. All right, thank you, Frank. Yeah, I kind of like that. Frankly, Frank. Um, coming up on some local business, we have to take care. Of. We're going to roll into news time after that. Update on your weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Well, there's no now. Seven out of six of time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. It is a Tuesday. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I'm gonna put news side just for a moment here because this I thought was a little more interesting than really I expected it to be when I was explaining it to Frank and I decided to go ahead and look up some more of this just because I think it's interesting so I was of course last hour I do this a lot picking on the woke crowd and because they get offended by every little thing however there are some things that as our sensibilities change over the years we look back at and go, oh, we used to do that as a society? That's a, okay. And I'm not talking about being woke. I just realized that there are some things that used to be completely acceptable, but over time we started going, you know, maybe that's not a good thing. Here's what I was telling Frank Gambino about doing his last sports report just before top of the hour. So it's an old ad for something called Dr. Miles Nervine. And Miles plays in because 
This has to do with driving. And then Nervine, because getting on someone's nerves, right? Does your wife have automobile nerves? And it shows a guy, this is a couple in a convertible. It's a drawing. He's driving, of course. And he just looks like he would rather be anywhere else. She is saying, slow down for this curve. Don't, don't try to pass now. Look out for this side road. There's a stoplight. Oh, be careful. Dr. Miles, Nervine. Should she take Dr. Miles, Nervine, the ad says? Don't be too hard on your wife. When she tries to be a backseat driver, even though this woman's sitting right up front next to him, she probably is not trying to boss you, and she doesn't realize how her constant suggestions take the form of, uh, well, take all the pleasure from the trip. Chances are she is just plain nervous. One or two teaspoons of Dr. Miles Nervine before starting a trip might have made things a lot more pleasant. So basically, you're telling her to do a shot <laughs> before the trip. Tense nerves are responsible for much of sleeplessness, restlessness, irritability. Exactly. And headaches from much of us suffer at one time or another. Dr. Miles Nervine helps to relax tense nerves. Uh, why don't you try it? Get Dr. Miles Nervine at your drugstore. A large bottle is just a dollar, a small bottle is 25 cents. Be sure to read the directions on the package. That was the ad from way back when. Now, I would love to know how long did this product last and basically what was in it, I'd like to know. Because essentially, I think what you're asking her to do is just take, do a shot <laughs> or two before the trip. Okay, other ads I came across while you were in that news and information break. The harder a wife works, the cuter she looks. Oh, you ladies must have hated ads from back then. And it shows here. I, I, gosh, honey, you seem to thrive on cooking and cleaning and dusting. And I'm all tuckered out by closing time. What's the answer? Vitamins, darling. I get my vitamins. And this is Kellogg's Pep Vitamins. Uh, let's see. No, I can't. Some of these I can't do because they're just flat-out racist. Cocaine toothache drops. Instacure. Price was just 15 cents back there. But, uh, yeah, if you had a toothache, just take some cocaine. This one, I really just... It looks like it was done back in the 1960s, maybe. I don't know. Maybe earlier. 50s, maybe. Shows a woman and... She's clearly topless, but it's the way she covers everything up with her arms as she lays on the floor looking at her husband's shoe, which is a very stylish shoe. Uh, keep her where she belongs, it says. I, I don't under... Okay. Uh, show her this is a man's world, and here's a wife giving her husband breakfast in bed. Of course, he's laying in bed wearing a shirt and tie. I don't understand that. And a lot of these you women would just hate. That's what wives are for. The chef that does everything. but And it basically it's for appliances for the kitchen. Then there's this one. The youngest customers in the business. Seven up. Why we have the youngest customers. Nothing does it like seven up. And then it talks about why giving seven up to your baby, your, your infant, not even toddler, is a good thing. Let's see. Um... 
There's another one here. Men are better than women. It actually says that. Uh, I'll be okay. Now I gotta be. Oh, more doctors smoke camel cigarettes than your cigarettes. <clears throat> yeah, I remember there was a time when they had doctors because it was. That's when the big controversy was arising: is is smoking healthy for you or bad for you? And so they started putting doctors in magazine and newspaper ads. There's a doctor wearing a lab coat smoking a cigarette. Here's another one. Camels. More doctors smokes camels, number two. Uh, here's another one. More doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette, it says. And here's again, is a doctor in a lab coat smiling and smoking a cigarette. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gillette Save. Okay, there's a Gillette Razor, and there's a baby have a baby having fun with a Gillette Razor. Okay, no, I'm not going to read that one. Oh, here's Santa Claus smoking Lucky Strike cigarettes. <laughs> Merry Christmas for every smoker. Camel cigarettes. Uh, let me see. Is it always illegal to kill a woman? Says the ad. And it's a it's an ad for a postage meter. I would have to read a long thing. I'm not going to do that. And let's see. Go okay. I'm not even going to read what that is again. Some of the stuff I have to look at and go no, just not appropriate for airtime. But you get the idea. So there are some ads that way back when when those ads appeared, we would look at them and think you know it. That was just the culture of the time, right? Some of them are being sexist. Some of them that I didn't read because they were kind of long ads were very sexist, but it was tongue-in-cheek humor. They they didn't actually, I could tell by the way they wrote and drew the artwork in the ad, they didn't really believe the sexist things they were saying. They were using humor just to get a rise out of people so they would read the ad. But those are things that, go ahead, try to put one of those in today's newspaper, magazine, or online. Especially if you're dealing with social media. Then again, there's other things that they put online that is considered not so shocking today that would not have been allowed back then. Interesting how everything has flipped on its head. 714 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Across Wyoming and beyond with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven nineteen is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. The phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Okay, interesting thing happening with Wyoming's Republican Party. A lot of infighting going on. So Chuck Ray wins the primary for Wyoming Secretary of State, and right away there are some who just don't want him in office, and even tried to recruit anybody to run against him. I think they finally got someone. But there was, and the gentleman who was pushing for that was censured by the Wyoming GOP, in part for that, for some other reasons as well. Get a call from a woman in Douglas, Wyoming, who wins for House of Representatives in the state of Wyoming, the Republican nomination, and there are some people in that county, in that district, in the Republican Party, who are trying to put up a third party candidate against her. In Cheyenne, uh, 
Kozak running for sheriff. And, of course, uh, now writing candidates going up against him. Here's another one. Cowboy State Daily. Uh, Uinta County. GOP endorses write-in over primary winner. County Republican Party has decided to endorse a write-in candidate in the general election instead of the candidate who won that county's Republican primary. The county GOP chairwoman sent out an email on Thursday announcing the decision. She had sent an email earlier in the week asking for the party to consider endorsing House District 19 writing candidate Joe Webb in preference to John Conrad, who was the majority choice for the voters in August. Quote, the Uinta County Republican Party enthusiastically endorses the write-in candidacy of Joe Webb, Joe's lifetime of community service, steadfast dedication to conservative principles make him outstanding candidate to represent District 19 Wyoming legislators. Quote, it's not often that we have a candidate of this caliber at a time when we need principal leadership. So all sorts of great things, right? So, okay, what happened then to endorsing the candidate that actually won? Uh, so, okay, the, the gentleman who's the writing candidate did not uh, respond to Cowboy State Daily's request for a comment. Conrad provided Cowboy State Daily with a response. So as the Republican nominee and the primary winner elected by the voters in a free and fair election, he says, I will fight and lead every day for quality jobs, economic vibrancy, et cetera, et cetera. I am the Republican nominee who will advocate for and promote and protect the Wyoming families. All right. The GOP longstanding tradition, the story says, supporting candidates from its party who win elections. It has a longstanding tradition of doing that. So what's going on? Conrad beat Carl Allred and Andy Stocks in the August 16th primary by more than 10% of the vote. Okay, Andy and Stocks combined received more votes than Conrad. In a, so what we have here is a three-way split. This is part of the reason some people want to sort of change the way we vote here in the state of Wyoming. Like, how did we get Governor Mark Gordon? Well, there were so many candidates in the race, that's how you wound up with Mark Gordon. He was not someone that a majority of you voted for. But there were so many people in the race, he got most of the votes, but not over 50% of the votes. That's basically what happened here. The story says there have been complaints made by some members of the GOP that too many Republicans are running in primary elections, leading to a dilution of the candidate pool. Stocks, who finished third in the primary, endorsed Webb's campaign September 1st, Facebook post. So here's a quote. So who owns John Conrad? Is he representing the people of the county? How about the PACs? Okay, so try to cast some doubt on. Allred was recently appointed interim secretary of state by Governor Mark Gordon. And it goes through the different candidates and who they are and where they come from. So... The county's endorsement may set a precedent for other counties, for the GOP, for writing candidates. But here again, what do you do in this case when you have so many people running? And so, as they're saying here, it dilutes the vote. So, yes, there is a winner, but in this case, it's not someone who clearly has 50% or more of the vote. 
that's where some people have suggested that if that's the case, why don't we have a GOP runoff? If they split the vote that way, then we'll take the two candidates who got the bulk of the votes and do a runoff. Well, I guess in a way that's sort of what's happening here in the primary election with the idea of a writing candidate, although writing candidates are extremely difficult. It's not to say that they never win, but they mostly don't. And see, it talks about other ones who are weighing in on the controversy and the past of some of these candidates. So if you want to read the whole story in Cowboy State Daily, you can get a lot of information on the candidates. But I still take a look at Wyoming's Republican Party and go, well, there's a bit of a problem here. For example, let's go back to Chuck Ray, who clearly won. And at the time that he won, there was nobody else running for Secretary of State. Nobody. But then here comes uh, someone from the Wyoming Senate who wants to see anybody but Chuck Gray. Does not like Chuck Gray, does not like what he stands for, wants somebody else in that seat. So he tries to recruit people as a writing candidate. One of the reasons that that senator was censured, not the only reason, but one of the reasons he was censured, and people are saying Chuck clearly won, get over it. But now, that's a case where you had a clear winner. And again, our uh, friend, the lady who called in last week, week before, who won in Douglas, Wyoming, uh, clearly won. But there's some in the Wyoming Republican Party who would rather not have her. So there's those cases when there was a clear winner. But then what about the cases when it was just too diluted? Which is why, let's go back to Governor Mark Gordon. We were all really surprised. In fact, there were those when Mark Gordon first said he was going to run, there were people who turned him in and said, well, he's not going to make it even to the primary. He's not going to make this. Well, Gordon stuck through into the primary and, again, did not get a majority of the vote. And when he winds up the nominee, there was a lot of shock and surprise and disappointment from those people in the Republican Party who said, well, not him. Come on now, he's not conservative enough to be the guy that we want. Now, having said that, this last primary that we have, we had several people running for uh, primarying, basically, if you will, trying to get the nomination for governor. Mark Gordon's going for a second term, and he won easily. Now, there were some good people that were running against him. Some of those people you never heard of. Just because, as I often say, someone who's running a campaign for the first time often doesn't know what they're doing. Not that they're not a good person, wouldn't be good for the job, but they've never run a campaign before. They don't know what they're doing, honestly. And so they end up uh, never really being heard from. There were some other candidates out there that were very good, and you might have heard of, but they just still didn't get anywhere near what Mark Gordon got. He clearly won the nomination, although some of you out there still shrug your shoulders at Mark Gordon and ask, why is he our governor? Clearly not conservative enough. Well, we had a chance during the primary to do something else, but that didn't happen. So the selection was made. All right. So what now inside the Wyoming Republican Party as they try to figure this out? Sometimes I do think it is the good old boy network not wanting someone that they know and like not winning the primary, and here comes fresh blood. Sometimes that fresh blood may be someone who's a little bit more 
right wing than the Wyoming government establishment really wants to see. Sometimes, like what just happened here in Units County is, well, there was just so many people in the race that the person who won the race was not the clear winner. So then what do you do? Wyoming Party's trying to, Wyoming Republican Party's trying to figure this out right now. Again, this is, the idea of a runoff, if it's a, a mixed bag of who and no clear winner, might be the thing for the Republicans to do. Or do you just settle it when we get to the general election by having running candidates? Coming up on 730, local news, your weather forecast right after that. Wake up, Wyoming. Woods, thanks for joining me. Off we go to talk to James Casper, City Council. Morning, James. Good morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. I got a solution for your uh, problem with too many candidates. Okay. When you know, you take the top, whoever, three, four, to take the bottom two, and it's uh, paced pistols at ten paces. <laughs> the winner goes to the next one and does the same thing until you end up with one. I've suggested the same thing. Hamilton. You see, I, I suggested the same thing for sheriff a while back in Gillette, Wyoming. There was just a bunch of people running for sheriff. And I thought, well, just head into downtown. We'll have an old-fashioned shootout. Last man standing is our sheriff. I don't see the problem. It's it's Wyoming for Pete's sake. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think we have... Uh, Sarcasm alert, people. I don't think we have a problem with politicians <laughs> whittling down their numbers, do we, James? Not I'm, okay. I'm out okay. for it. And, and think of it this way. Anyone who is anti-gun because they're afraid, they won't even enter the race. Well, that's one way to get there. See? Yeah. I mean, we never have to hear from them in the first place and all of their whining because they're anti-gun. They just never entered the race. They're afraid. I think it's a brilliant solution, James. All right. All right. Thanks for calling. I, <laughs> okay. Let me let me do this real quick here before I should have thought. I didn't know where he was going to go with that, so I didn't have this ready to go. Ready? Listen carefully, folks. Sarcasm alert in your face. What James and I were doing there, I always have to explain it because we were using sarcasm and satire to make a point. Now, most people out there get it. The vast majority of listeners understand what we were doing, and they, they have a sense of humor. There's always that one guy out there who doesn't understand and gets upset because we were joking around like that. Making a point by using humor and satire. That's what it's all about. All right. So I do think, and some people have sent me notes here of what I was talking about just a moment ago. There are times that it does get uh, pretty darn saturated in a race in the state of Wyoming. And when it gets that saturated, that's how we wind up with maybe the candidate that we didn't want 
didn't get the majority of the vote. They did not get the majority of the vote. Yet, they still got more of a number than anybody else. What I mean by that is they never got like 50%. All right. So, again, that's how we wind up with Governor Mark Gordon. So that is a problem that I think the Republican Party should take a look at in the state of Wyoming as to far as, as selecting candidates. And they have suggested runoff elections as a possibility. There's that. But then I also do wonder about when a new candidate steps in and wins and the Wyoming Republican establishment doesn't like what they're looking at and wants somebody else. And so they try for writing candidates and so on. They're just not happy with who stepped in and won. It wasn't who they wanted to be in the race. That's another problem that the Wyoming Republican Party has. And there's some infighting going on in the Republican Party as well. So the Democrats in Wyoming actually have a bit of an opportunity here to capitalize on this, but they're not going to. Because if you think the Wyoming Republican Party is in disarray, Take a look at the Democrats. There, there's races around Wyoming they didn't even try for in this last primary, and they're not even going to try for in the general election. They didn't run anybody for some pretty important races. And in some pretty important races, those who they did run, like including governor and Wyoming House of Representatives, those people they did run were not really serious candidates. I'm sorry, but they ran people who I looked at and thought, really, that's what that's who you're running? Honestly? Really? And those candidates never really got out there and tried in some cases. They just never really tried to run an actual campaign. So it's people that we can't take seriously at all and people that we won't take seriously because they don't even know how to run a race. So the Wyoming Democrat Party is a mess right now. So much so that they can't figure out how to beat a Republican Party that has a whole lot of infighting going on. That's the state of politics in Wyoming right now. See, I used to think, and this was my biggest mistake when I was a kid, and I'm talking like little, little kid. I think we all made this mistake. When you were a little kid, you looked at adults, and you looked up to them, and you admired them. Wow, they really have their act together. Someday I want to be as smart and as wise as that. Then as you got older and wiser, you began to realize, oh, my Lord, what a bunch of idiots. Yes, we can be. And I would like to apologize to the kids out there because most of the time we are not acting, well, as mature as you really think that we are. And so you're going to wind up with a lot of problems. It's always been so. Nine, uh, 7.42. Wake up, Wyoming. Welcome to Wiggle. You roam with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go today. Weather talk to Don Day. So, Don, you said a little bit cooler and the wind would pick up a little bit. But by Wyoming standards, psh, but a light breeze. For now. Okay. <laughs> I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yes, you know, yes, the, yes. the cold front is not here yet. So. Oh, okay. So it picks up a little bit then, huh? Yeah. The worst of the wind's going to be where it usually is. I-25 between Douglas, Cheyenne, I-80, Nebraska State Line to about Rollins or so. Okay. Uh, we're going to have some 40, 50 mile per hour winds, which by our standards is kind of like as you indicated meh, yeah. you know not yeah. great but 
we just went through the least windiest time of year. Yeah. So we're now starting to get into that time of year where the winds are a bit more of a factor. And you're going to notice not only today, but we're going to have a pesky breeze tomorrow and Thursday as well. Oh, okay. So we get through the peskiness, though. Have you scheduled another? I know it's only like Tuesday. Are you working on scheduling another nice weekend? Well, I'm trying, but I got thrown a little bit of a curveball this morning. There There is the potential for another cold front to sneak in Saturday. Will it be awful? Uh, no, and I'm not 100% sure it's going to come in all the way, but we may get one of these backdoor fronts that come out of the Dakotas, and actually it's a front that would move southwest from eastern Montana and North Dakota back into the state, and this would be Friday night into Saturday. So that is kind of messing up the forecast a little bit for the weekend. Now, will it be awful? No, uh, but, boy, we just had one of our – one of those spectacular weekends. It's going yeah. to be hard to maybe follow that. Okay, up. so here's the thing I'm noticing, though, is you're having these little events. They're not big, but they're coming more often. That's right. Things are getting uh, more active. The jet stream in the northern hemisphere is gaining strength, getting more wiggles and curves and troughs and ridges in it. And uh, this this is just going to lead to bigger changes down the road. So you're correct. The, the frequency is going up. They're small. But eventually, a bigger change is going to be evolving uh, before the month is over. Uh, okay, that that would be, you said before the month is over. That's not too far away. Are you looking at something? I am. Okay. Right after the twentieth, that's yeah. when uh, things could get a little more interesting around here. Okay, and that's where he just leaves it at that. See what Don does is he drops something like that, and then he says goodbye, and just makes us wonder. Yeah, you know, I've been accused of being one of those grenade rollers. Yeah, that's right. You you just roll the grenade, then you leave, and then you see what happens. Yeah, I I like to do that now and then. I just kind of walk through a room, and I drop a comment and walk out. And then usually about 15 seconds after I leave, people sit up and go, what the hell? You know, it's fun, (laughs) you know, but you have Yeah, by then you're gone, right. Yeah, exactly. it's more fun when you're a meteorologist, I would bet. (laughs) It is. Thank you, Don. Don Day from Dayweather. Okay, so he's watching something out there, but again, it's too far out to actually tell what he's watching off we go to the icebox frank gambino waiting by okay so <clears throat> story up on the wake up wyoming site by dj nike i've had this happen yes right what, here what? at our own studios town square media what happened you go up the ramp past the dumpster and a raccoon scares the hell out of you oh and and they're about that big oh my lord yeah now he has a picture of one of them in the dumpster and it looks like it was catching a nap in the trash yeah, I, I think they hang out there to get out of the wind. Yeah. Sure, I've seen sure, them all the yeah. time. Sometimes I think they get stuck down there. No, they find a way out. Oh, yeah. Well, usually because we throw enough trash in that they can crawl out. Yeah. But now, I did one morning. I get here around eh, 2-ish in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm walking up the ramp. I go to turn the corner. There it is. And Lord, uh, several came running out. <laughs> Must have been like five. Boy, you want to see me jump and scream like a little girl that would be about it because that for those who don't know the dumpster is like right there and i can stand there on the ramp and look directly down into it and so i have to pass that by and they're all they all come rushing out Mm -hmm. of me over here so okay we started making nicknames for it uh trash panda was one of them yeah anything about dumpster diving uh that could be i you know I think we can go ahead and add that yeah. there. Yeah, okay. dumpster dude dumpster would be dude. probably a yeah. good one over there. Okay, he's got some pretty good close-up pictures of this thing too. I gotta say, he's had the the guts to sort <laughs> well. of reach his camera, his phone in there, and take a pretty decent-sized picture. Have you had them 
scared the hell out of you. I bet you have. Oh, be, only because you don't. The, the size of some of them. Yeah. They come out of the. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, they see they're so fat because of us. Yes. Frank. We keep throwing yes. garbage in there, and they keep coming back. Now it's I, like the bears in Yellowstone. Why do they keep they getting keep at coming people? Back. Because and there's it's garbage convenient because they know. They can just walk up the same ramp, and folks, it's about the halfway point where the ramp turns and goes up the other direction, and it's sort of like a flat area there on the ramp. It's a wheelchair ramp, yeah. And so these suckers can just walk right over up, you know, up the ramp and walk over the flat area and then just dive. So literally dumpster diving directly down into the trash. They can go ahead and get a nice meal out of it, cover up for the night, and keep warm. It's the perfect little wintertime home. Yeah. And then we try to cro close the lid on that thing, and it gets blown open again. Right. You know what? Just just leave the lid open. Just leave it open and <laughs> just expect it. Yeah. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys have this week off. They're savoring that 27-14 road win over New Mexico on Saturday in Albuquerque. The UW defense came to life in the second half, and the D-line really asserted themselves in that second half of play. They made life miserable on the New Mexico offense, and that in itself was a big change because in the first half, the Lobo offense was making it miserable on the Cowboy defense as they scored the first 14 points of the game. Cowboy offense did uh, make up that difference. Uh, Trayton Wells caught a couple of TD passes, and quarterback Andrew Peasley, 10 of 21, for 174 yards. Head coach Craig Bull figures the quarterback spot is still a work in progress. I showed some resiliency, took some hits, uh, uh, played pretty good. I think he can play better. Um, certainly Trayton Wells got open. It was great to utilize him as a weapon. And Andrew made one really remarkable throw to him. But there's some other things that Andrew left some plays out there. I think he knows that. Uh, he's a competitive guy. It's been great coaching him. So Wyoming 4-3 overall, 2-1 at Mountain West Conference play. They'll return to the field a week from Saturday in Laramie to host Utah State. And that game will start at 7.45 p.m. In the National Football League, the Denver Broncos won't play until Monday. And they'll travel to L.A. to meet the Chargers. The Broncos 2-3 uh, after a brutal 12-9 overtime loss to Indianapolis on Thursday. The Bronco offense was just playing awful in that game, and they have to figure something out. Quarterback Russell Wilson has been attending to a strained muscle in his back near his shoulder. Whether he plays in this game on Monday remains to be seen, but Wilson really has struggled so far. Just in that game on Thursday, he threw two interceptions in the end zone. He couldn't find receivers that were wide open, and you know, signed a five-year, $245 million contract. Major League Baseball playoffs and divisional round starts today with the best of seven series in the National League at 11 this morning. Philadelphia will be at, at Atlanta at 7.30 tonight. San Diego will be in Los Angeles to meet the Dodgers of the American League at 1.30 this afternoon. Seattle at Houston and at 5.30 New Cleveland will be in New York to meet the New York Yankees. High school volleyball over the weekend. Kelly Walsh with a road sweep of Star Valley and Jackson. The Trone on Friday lost to Sheridan in five sets. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls on a mini tour of the state uh, this weekend to get ready for the season. The Cowgirls will be at Kelly Walsh High School on Saturday from 4 to 6 for an open practice and a meet and greet on Sunday morning in Douglas followed by an open practice on Sunday in Cheyenne at the Story Gym between 1 and 3 in the afternoon. That's it in sports. So uh, UW's next football game is when? Not who? this week. Not this week, but next, next week, week yeah. against? So Utah State. Utah State. A and that's mm -hmm. a late start okay. for television. And I can, there's, there's so there's two ways to look at it. The fans don't like it. Right. It's too late. But as soon as the university says, this is the check 
that TV mm. is writing us yeah. to play at 745. Yeah, Everybody's like going, oh, 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 2 o'clock in the morning, okay, they'll yeah. play the game. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, okay, okay. You, okay. We're, we're, we're making money here. So they got a chance to rest, recover, and then train for this game. Yeah, absolutely. They got plenty um, of time. A little downtime will be good for them, too. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Going to roll into news time after that national local update on weather forecast. I got plenty to go through here, plus a couple of news stories that just popped up. But open phones. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods. Let's wake up, Wyoming. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number. It's open phones at this point, which I do every day of the week. Some people wait till Friday, Friday open phones thing. I will always give you some open phones every day, so you can just go ahead and get it off your chest. So you're bearable to be around after that. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number. So, all right, several stories, and these are going to be non sequiturs, if you will. But they're important for you to know. We're just going to review them. One of them, a former member of the House Energy and Commerce Committee was disappointed to see the committee recently reject a set of measures that would have ended the Biden administration seemingly deliberate withholding of information about what this gentleman's causing its destructive and politically calculated energy agenda on the American people. Late last month, he writes, Republicans attempted to pass several resolutions, which they can't do if they're not the majority. Questions, which they want to answer on various energy topics. One member demanded to know about Biden administration's use of strategic oil, uh, the strategic petroleum reserve to artificially tamp down gas prices. Another wanted to know what the administration planned to do about the power grid. Two questions pertain to White House speculation, declaring national climate emergency. However, the Democrat-controlled committee, of course, just rejected the measures. So the story says, while the cost of energy remains sky high and large swaths of the country remain at risk of blackouts this winter thanks to energy shortage, Biden administration continues to take it well, seemingly corrupt and illegal actions. As in a lot of them, I would say corrupt and illegal. Well, at no point should this job exist when your federal government or even the state government turns to those in the energy industry and either squeezes them so they can't do some things or bribes them so they do other things. That job should not exist. Those jobs should not exist. Let the energy companies do whatever they need to do to satisfy their customers. As long as, and it's okay to make sure that they're doing it safe, clean, and honest. No, CO2 is not a pollutant. Do it safe, clean, and honest. And that should be a basic thing. It shouldn't take 10 years to drill for oil, for example. Government should not be shutting down pipelines 
If a company wants to put up pipelines, as long as they do it safe and clean and they're doing an honest job, not ripping anybody off, then they should be able to build a pipeline. Government should not be able to come in and put the bureaucratic squeeze on building more refineries in America, which we could have right now. But they're being held back because, again, big government. So, for example, the story says reports unveiled at the White House uh, sold nearly one million barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to Chinese state-owned gas companies. And we talked about that a while back. Do you remember that or not heard of that one? I know some of you might have missed it. Yes, the White House sold about a million barrels from our own Strategic Petroleum Reserve to the Chinese. In the meantime, here in America, prices going sky high, and they're making it hard for anybody to drill or refine energy. So no one understands the motives on this one. Security threats from the People's Republic of China, says the story. I mean, this would be strategic energy reserve is there in case we end up going to war with someone and we need energy. That's why we have it. So why are we selling it to someone who could be an enemy? The story says currently no one knows how this policy came to be. They just went ahead and did it. Biden administration has also taken actions that finalized would effectively stop the creation of any new natural gas pipelines during this nationwide energy crunch. By the way, for those people who use on natural gases to heat your homes in the wintertime, you thought it was getting pricey before. The story says the radical environmentalists who lead or head the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission have court rulings mandating this policy change, but in truth, the law requires the commission to approve all oil and gas projects that are in the public interest. Again, a job that should not exist. If a company discovers some kind of natural gas somewhere and they want to extract it, and then they want to pipe it to their customers, the idea that there should be some government committee, well, is this in the public interest? Well, you will know if it's in the public interest because the public will buy it. If it's not in the public interest, then nobody will buy it or few people will buy it. That's how you know if it's in the public interest or not. So again, there is a government job that should not exist. Judy is in Casper. Morning, Judy. Hey, good morning. I hope your day is going good. I'm having um, a great time, yeah. There's kind of a war going on in the Republican Party in Wyoming, and it's yeah. rhino versus constitutional-minded uh, individuals. And uh, I don't know, uh, I kind of get really upset when we have, well, you knew this, when we have too many running for an office and they won't get behind each other. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the problem within our own party is the fact that, you know, uh, we can't come together. And I don't know what we're going to have to do to convince Wyoming people that when we do have a dog in the race, we need to get behind them 100%. That's where the Democrats kick the living crap out of us mm -hmm. is because they work in lockstep. When one guy goes up for election, you don't see 15 other people going in his in his party for that spot either. You know, and that's part of the problem with Wyoming is we can't unite around one one specific candidate for any certain spot. Right. And 
that's always going to be a problem because we're fighting the rhinos in the state of Wyoming. Granted, we got rid of five of them up here in Natrona County, and that's good because we had a total of 10 reps, and nine of them weren't worth keeping. Right. Well, we got rid of half of them, so that was good. We did, you know, get get around and back up the ones we needed to. But, like, with that, might want to blow up Liz Cheney's head yeah, here. Okay, go for it. Uh, like with Liz Cheney right now, she's back in the... I think her name is uh, Grable, and she's an Indian gal from, I believe, Riverton. Yeah. And Cheney's backing her up right now, and... That should tell you, Cheney's still very much got her fingers in the pies up here. And if uh, this Grable gal goes up against Harriet Hegman, of course she's going to lose. But the fact is, is that all the rhinos are going to be voting for this Grable gal, who, to me, doesn't seem to have a box and rocks to hold together to even be a representative of Wyoming. But she'll be controlled by Cheney, so that's why she's doing it. But that's that's the big deal here in Wyoming is we have our Constitution side and then we have the rhino side. And rhinos have dug in for a long time because, like you said, Democrats run as Republicans sometimes so that they can get elected. We have a lot of them in the legislature, mm. like uh, Steve Harshman and a few others. Look at how he treated Chuck Gray. You know, and the things he said about him on open mic. I will never forget him for that. And he was also the one that told me when I went to them about what's going on with Wyoming and our trucking industry and our refineries and stuff. And he just basically blew me off. So that told me all I needed to know about him. And people, if you're going to uh, run for office, at least be, uh, uh, what do they call it, sincere about it. You know, get out there, get exposed. If you're just doing it to mess up the voting, then that makes you look like an idiot to all of us. Well, in that case, you know, you got to know when to step out, as you're saying, because I saw quite a few candidates who really wanted to win the race, but it was pretty obvious, whatever race they were in, they were just right. not going to win. It wasn't going to happen. If that's the case, then maybe they should step out and support somebody else. But there's, and, and you know some of who I'm talking about. So there's some egos yeah. out there, and some of those egos just don't want to let go. We well, have few, I know this. Go ahead. I was running for office, and uh, I wasn't getting the support to be up in the top two. Right. I would drop out, and I would support the next one in line, the next one that I thought deserved the job. Right. And I would campaign for them. I would stand up for them no matter what. That's what I mean. If we don't stick together, we're never going to be together. Mm -hmm. And we're, we got to get rid of these rhinos in Wyoming. You can spot them. They've been in office a long time. You know, and that was another thing I thought this morning too. I thought, how do these people keep winning a race for 30 years? Usually I think of it as the low-information voter who has yeah. no idea really what's going on. They just vote whoever had the most yard signs out. Well, yeah, and then when they get into the ballot box, I even had this one time when I went to the ballot box. I plumb forgot who I wanted in certain places. Yeah. The minute there was something else on the ballot that I hadn't thought about, right. you know, like a, a run for uh, agricultural something or others, I was like, oh, darn. 
Yeah. I don't even remember who was running for that yeah. office that I wanted. Yeah. Got to do so. a little bit of homework. And as the, maybe take notes and bring the notes with you. It, you know, you can well, go ahead and print out. That, that's what I did. That's exactly what I did this time. I yeah. made a cheat sheet of what everybody that I wanted in every position I could possibly think of. Yeah. And you, I went in there and took them off, and I was out of there in five minutes. I would suggest go ahead and print out your own sample ballot, which you can fill in at yep. home, and then just go over and copy it on election day. There, now you have no, you, you know exactly what you're doing and why. Yep, exactly. And and that and Republicans, you've got to unite, guys. You got to quit this in infighting stuff. Uh, America is a republic, and any re- Republican that doesn't think so. You need to classify yourself as a Democrat and get out of our stuff. And uh, we need to get rid of that crossover voting. And no, we don't want ranked voting. <laughs> so, All right. Thank you, Judy. Have a good day. 818 is the time. So wake up, Wyoming. Be ready. It's on Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Twenty-three is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Okay, you knew Judy did. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. And uh, yeah, what she was saying, I think I probably said a couple of times myself. Some of you have as well. Sent me notes off the app by hitting chat or call the program. And yeah, there are some races where in the state of Wyoming, there's so many people running that maybe it'd be a good idea if some of those people understood they weren't going to win and just dropped out. And it could be it's hard really to convince some of these people to do that i'll give you one of the reasons why i won't go into who but i remember there was a gentleman that i knew who was going to run for wyoming u.s senate cynthia lummis currently has that seat and he had himself convinced that he was way ahead of everybody in the race now i know polls do not matter okay polls don't mean a thing but there are ways to tell if somebody's doing well or not in race, and he just wasn't doing good. But he was convinced, oh, no, I got this. When it came to primary day to see who won the primary election in Wyoming, he had a party. He had people over, some of his supporters, and they turned on the television to see how the race was going to go. And as soon as the numbers came, it began to come. The polls had just closed in Wyoming. They just started counting numbers and reporting them. And it became obvious within like the first half hour that there was no way that he was going to win. And by the end of the first hour, he was done. And he was so shocked. He just couldn't believe, how did I do so poorly? Well... Sometimes it is difficult. I guess maybe people who run for office get themselves in some kind of a bubble. It's a lot like watching, and I've watched a few episodes of this. There, back when, see, today's America's Got Talent is the program. Well, okay, they were going around uh, finding who was going to be the next great pop star and so on, right? And there were people who would go to audition in front of the panel and they were just horrible you know they were really just horrible 
But all of their friends and family told them that they were wonderful. And so they were so convinced that they had this. And were shocked to find out that they were rejected immediately. They couldn't even make the first cut. Oh, you you want to see a shock on somebody's face. I do think that happens sometimes. People fool themselves into thinking, I've got this. I am way ahead in the race here. I am going to win this thing. And again, all of their friends and family around them are convincing them of the same thing. I would like to see more people drop out. Just because you know they want the rate, they want to win, they don't want to give up, and I can admire anybody sticking with it. I mean, if you really want something bad, you stick with it and see it through to the end. But as Judy was saying, to be a little more strategic about it, there are times that you've got to think of. In the case of the Republican Party in Wyoming, you got to think of your party, and if you're looking at this, going, "Okay, I'm obviously not going to win this." then I'll put my support behind and you name somebody, right? So when it came to the race for Secretary of State here in Wyoming, for example, and we had quite a few people in the primary, a couple dropped out early on, but there were quite a few people who should have dropped out a long time ago, and they didn't. To their shock, they really did poorly in the numbers when the when, when all the ballots were finally added up. I don't know how you convince those people just to stop and put their vote behind someone else. This is how we have in the Republican Party in Wyoming so many people running for an office that the person that you really didn't want to win ends up getting the highest number of votes. Not a clear majority, but they did get the highest number of votes. And it was said in an article that I was reading earlier this morning, and that dilutes the result, which is why some people are after a runoff. So, okay, after, if we have a case like that, let's say I'm just going to pick a number. There's 10 guys running for an office. It's been so diluted. Then let's take the people with the two highest number of primary votes and let them do a runoff. That's one. If nobody got like 50% of the vote or more, you do that. But another way that I suggested earlier is just the thought of, well, we do have in the general election, people could always run as a writing candidate if they want to do that. If they really think that they have a chance, which is Uinta County has that where someone really thinks, no, I've got a chance to beat the guy who won the nomination, but not by a clear majority. So, they, yeah, the Republican Party does have quite a bit to sort out. And, yeah, as Judy was saying, she and I have talked about this quite a bit on this program. There are quite a few people who ran for office as Republican, not because they're conservatives. They're not. But they understand if you want to win, you got to put an R by your name. And this is where when Judy scratches her head and wonders, how do people vote for that again and again and again? Well, to use a term that I first heard from Rush Limbaugh, low information voters. People who honestly don't pay that much attention. Come election time, they have very little information and they're going to go by what name they most recognize. They want to vote, but they don't really have enough information to vote. So they just go by what name they most recognize and put it on the ballot. And that's usually how we wind up with the same people over and over and over again. All right, coming up on 8.30, local news, your weather forecast, nice long segment of open phones. 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
about a new case of measles. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Six to time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Uh, oh, okay, good. Got our call queued up. Now, I'm told this person waited through the entire news and information break. Lisa's in Cheyenne. And Lisa, now, Miss Mary was counseling me that you just needed to vent and blow off some steam. So, as I've no. told people before, this show is therapy. No, I'm I'm letting people know about a very important meeting on Friday. Okay, go ahead. Um, the elections, the Corporations and Elections Committee is meeting Friday at the Capitol, and they are discussing ways to cement cheating. They are looking at the Alaska model, which Veritas Project has exposed, the Utah model, which I believe is all mail-in vo- uh, voting which is ballot stuffing. They want to make vacancies in elected office. They want to choose the person, not let the party choose the person. They want, um, they want uh, certain election of re- records not to be public information. We pay for elections. We are entitled to see the results. There's a thing called vote cast records that when you request them it's like a movie reel of the vote. It's the picture of every vote in the order they were cast. And our county clerks are saying no. Okay. So, so the meeting happens where and when? How do people find out what's At going on? At Capitol on okay. Friday and they can go to yoledge.gov go to committees and look for corporations and elections. Okay. All right. So they're at the stage now where they're discussing what's going to make it into the legislative session. So it sounds like they might even have more than one bill on these topics. Or in other words, more than one. Let's... No, there's like there's like eight. Yeah. Okay. And they're all bad. And okay. they're all bad. Okay. They're so... all against the people. All right. So now if they want to find out more information than just the committee meeting, where can they get that? Do you know? Uh, there's, there's. I think the best place on election t- integrity to go to get real information is at frankspeech.com. Okay. And they have fixed 2021st, and there's tons of information there. Okay. Now, as far as what's happening in the state, how did you find out that the committee was meeting and what they had on their agenda? I went. I check Wildledge regular, okay. regularly. Okay, so Wildledge, and people can go there and just take a look at what they're working on. Because just so you know, folks, your legislative body, House and Senate, they don't just meet when they're in session. There's a lot of committee meetings in advance to prep the legislative session, where they discuss what bills will probably make it to the floor or into committee way in advance of that so yeah it's a good idea to take a look at what they're talking about in advance and let them know what you think in advance i don't even know how dan zawanasar is even on that committee after what he pulled 
Right. How long has he been on that committee? It's been he's been there a while, right? I don't know how long he's been on that committee, but he's been in the legislature for a long time. Right. All right. Well, let's. But uh, you know, he moved out of his district. Didn't yeah. tell anybody. Then gerrymandered the district line, so he's back in his district. Okay. That's considered voter fraud. Yeah. All right. And he's been taken to court, but the judge is not doing anything. Okay. So now again, Wild Ledge is where they go. Yeah, L E G like abbreviated legislature. Okay. And for those people who want to watch the meeting, where do they go again to watch it? If they if they want to watch it in person, they can come down to the Capitol. It's in that new area that's down in the basement. Okay. Or it's usually frequently live streamed too on YouTube. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. I'm going to run Thank over you, to Glenn. sure Janet in Cheyenne wants to talk about what Judy just said. Hi, Janet. Hi, how are you? Very good. What you got for me? Um, Judy called in and was referring to a lot of people as rhinos. Okay. Um, and also talking about low voters. But the sad part is name calling isn't going to, you know, help right. anybody if they're trying to do it in a negative way. And rhinos are strong, tough, thin-skinned people. Yeah. And sometimes that's not a bad thing. But... You know, you got to honor the v voter's choice and get out and educate who the voters choose. And if it's not you, there's no sense of, you know, being negative about it because that only says something about your character. Mm -hmm. You know, respect the voter's choice. That's that's the biggest decision. I think in part that we, we have a problem in the Republican Party where we'll have someone, several people will run, and the person who gets the nomination was not a clear winner they did it with like 35 percent of the vote which means not a clear majority and so there's a lot of disappointed people out there who would like to have seen somebody else get the vote and there are people who are trying to do something about that maybe runoff elections something like that so there can be a clear winner in the republican party because as the story that i was reading earlier this morning said sometimes there's so many republicans running it dilutes the vote and that's how well, we wind up. The in, other, go ahead. You know, Judy was referring to Liz Cheney standing behind somebody from Grable, yeah. which I've never heard of this person before, what she's even running for. Yeah. But it doesn't matter where they're from in Wyoming. You know, if that's the people's choice, the elected, the people that did it, you know, get the nomination to be elected, they need to respect that, keep their mouth shut, and. Yeah. You know, honor the people's choice. Get out there and educate the low voters, as she calls them. Yeah. Or I, I think that, that was names. something I was saying, low information voter. Right. And that's it's true. Why, I don't know nothing. I don't pay attention to that yeah. crap. Well, this is why I have, and this is tongue-in-cheek. It discourages voters. Every election cycle, I run what I call the Stay Out to the Vote campaign. You know, you always hear the Get Out the Vote campaigns, everybody get out there and vote. Well, my answer is I don't want everybody voting because there's a lot of people who show up, and that's the the ballot they, that's in their hand is the first time they've ever seen it, and they have no idea what's on it. So they're guessing. Well, that's not doing anybody any good. In fact, it's probably doing more harm than good. So I 
ask for those people, please don't get out and vote. If you stay home, I will buy you free Netflix and pizza to take the day off, please. Or go educate yourself so you know what you're talking about. You see, that's not what the Constitution says, that everybody right. has an obligation they should vote. Well, no, it's, I, there's an obligation, but there's also a responsibility, and the responsibility is to be educated so you know what you're doing. Everybody has the right to vote, but not everybody has lived up to their responsibility to be an informed voter, and there's the problem. Well, and that's the beauty of our Constitution. You don't have to be. Uh, I think that's, that's that. yeah, I, I don't. I don't have respect. If you're going to vote in America, then have some respect for your freedom to vote and make sure that you're informed. You have a you have a duty as an American citizen to make sure you know what you're talking about. Don't show up and guess. You're doing your country and your community more harm than good. Well, that's what our first amendment's about. All right. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, Wake Up Wyoming. Welcome to Wiggle Ring Morning Radio. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods. 848 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So, Frank, I decided yesterday I would take a look at certain uh, towns and locations around Wyoming that just have names that are spooky, right? We're getting into that season, right? Here's the first one. Okay. Oshoto. Uh, oh, really? I should add that one. That's what? way up in the northeast corner. What, what is Oshoto. that one? Oshoto. What is that one all about? It's a very small town, probably with one telephone. That's about it, as far okay. as I know. Oshoto. But I'm looking for it. So you consider that to be a spooky name? Yes, because I've never heard of an Oshoto. Oh, okay. So I, I should look I, that up. I'm thinking up. it's something like a gargoyle kind of a thing. Ah. That's an Oshoto. I will go look that up. I do have one along that line. I wrote about the hoodoos. Hoodoo what? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Now, there are several places around Wyoming that people refer to as hoodoos. And usually it's a very unusual rock formations that make you wonder, how the hell did that happen? Oh, well, okay. okay. Yeah. Hoodoo is actually comes from way down south. It has to do with a spirit-filled place. A hoodoo. A hoodoo, yeah. Okay. In fact, you might remember the clear, Creedence Clearwater Revival song, Born on a Bayou. Yeah. I can still hear my old hound dog barking, chasing down a hoodoo there. So uh -huh. when you go to these rock formations and you wonder why are those how did because the Native Americans that were here at the time said that the rocks were formed that way because there were strange spirits in the area. So these hoodoos, hoodoos. is actually voodoo. Yes, something like that. Well, it's it now it comes from the same people who believe in voodoo, but it has to do with strange spirits at work. Of course, we have Devil's Tower. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say uh, Hell's Half Acre. Oh, of course, yeah. One. Got it. Oh, that has several names, by the way. It was the Devil's Kitchen, the Pits of Hades, the Baby Grand Canyon. And then one day, a uh, cowboy came out of there after working down in that area all day mm -hmm. and said, I felt like I just got done working Hell's Half Acre. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and it's been called Mars by after they put that movie out that was shot there. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so uh, that wasn't Mars, it was, but it know, was a Cygnus, bug planet a long Cygnus X-1 or something. Yeah, Devil's Gate. Yeah. Okay. Now, of course, this didn't become a spooky name until after the cartoon came out. But, of course, Casper. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, it was just, 
you know, named after it's a, a it's guy, a, it's but a, then a friendly ghost. Then a friendly ghost comes yeah. out and we start calling it a cast. Yeah. But there's other names I have on the list too. But if anyone's got any more, I'll add it. Gotcha. All righty. Let's talk about college football. The Wyoming Cowboys have this week off. They are savoring that 27-14 road win over New Mexico on Saturday night. The UW defense really came to life in the second half, and the D-line really asserted themselves. That unit made life miserable on the New Mexico offense, and that in itself was a big change from the first half as the Lobo offense was making it miserable on the Cowboy defense as they scored the first 14 points of the game. But, hey, they got it straightened out. Here's that Coach Craig Bowl. And some of our run fits weren't on, on top of it, and then they, they hit a post-corner route. And we got exposed there a little bit, and, and we were on our heels. And, you know, I talked to Coach Polisek after that first drive on defense, and I said, we're sucking gas. And we were not able to stay on the field there. And so we created some adversity for ourselves. Wyoming is 4-3 and three and 2-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play. They return to the field a week from Saturday hosting Utah State in a game that will start at 7.45 p.m. National Football League, the Denver Broncos won't play until Monday night. They're going to travel to L.A. to meet the Chargers. The Broncos are 2-3 and three after a brutal 12-9 overtime loss to Indianapolis on Thursday. The Bronco offense was just playing awful in that game, and they've got to figure out something. Now, quarterback Russell Wilson has been attending to a strained muscle in his back near his shoulder. Whether he plays or not on Monday remains to be seen, but he has really struggled. Just in that game on Thursday, he threw two interceptions in the end zone. He couldn't find receivers that were wide open 10 yards in front of him. And he signed a five-year, $245 million contract. Major League Baseball playoff. The divisional round starts today, which is a best-of-seven series in the National League at 11 this morning. Philadelphia will be at Atlanta at 7.30 tonight. San Diego will be in L.A. to meet the Dodgers. In the American League at 1.30 this afternoon, Seattle at Houston. And at 5.30, Cleveland will be in New York to take on the Yankees. High School Volleyball from over the weekend. Kelly Walsh with a road sweep of Star Valley and Jackson. They are 25-0 on the year. And they're thrown on Friday. Lost to Sheridan in five sets. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be on a mini tour of the state to get ready for the season. The Cowgirls will be at Kelly Walsh High School in Casper on Saturday from 4 to 6 for an open practice, then a meet and greet on Sunday morning in Douglas, um, followed by an open practice on Sunday in Cheyenne from 1 to 3, and that uh, morning uh, morning uh, meet and greet in Douglas between 9 and 10. Fort Danger, Wyoming. Fort Danger, yeah. which we still don't know where it's yeah, at. I have no idea. People live if it, there. If it even exists. People live there, and they tell me they're from there, but nobody can find where it is. They know where it is. I think it's in But they're another, not telling you where it is. Exactly right. It's kind of it, like the... It could uh, be right down the block Like here. a devil's triangle of Wyoming, for all I know. That just, Do they know, live by the river? I don't know. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of. And we're going. If you can think of any other Wyoming spooky names for places, I want to add them to my list here in the post that I made. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number. Use the Wake Up Wyoming app. Hit chat. Send me a text. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Real quick. 
I just <clears throat> posted this on my social media. Turns out a home DNA test is not a good baby shower gift. <laughs> I had no idea. All right, so I wanted to spend a little more time answering the last caller that we had. And I don't want to be a jerk about this. It's just something that I'm trying to explain that some people get immediately and some people don't. And it has to do with voting in America. This program operates a lot of times, I do this intentionally, on sarcasm and satire, which is why I run this disclaimer. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. Now, of course, I'm just talking about Dave from 10 from 50. So if your name is Dave, I'm probably not talking about you. Just that one guy. So every year, you heard me do this during the primaries. Now, we're getting close to the general election. So as we get closer, you'll hear me running this stuff again. It's my stay out the vote campaign. Now, here's what I mean by that. Every election cycle, I hear people say, get out there and vote. It's often the case. At work, your boss probably sent out an email. A lot of bosses do this, send out an email. Get out there and vote. In fact, the Democrat Party is notorious for sending out vans to pick up all sorts of people to get them registered to vote and then just bringing them to the polls so they'll vote. In most cases, these people have no idea what they're voting for. Yeah, the, the Democrats are hoping that they will just vote Democrat the whole way without having any idea, any clue who the candidates are. Many people pick a candidate because they've seen enough yard signs around, and so that name sticks in their head for whatever candidate because their yard signs are all over the place. Or they're influenced by commercials on television, and oftentimes political ads on television are just the worst kind of political... Well, here, I'll give you an example. This election, your choice couldn't be more important. Our candidate is in flattering lighting and full bright color. Their candidate is in grainy high contrast black and white. Spotted through a telephoto lens from behind a bush. Coming back from God only knows where. Our guy points at the horizon and holds a baby. Their guy doesn't have a baby. Their guy has a golf club. The voiceover for our guy is calm. Measured, bright. Their guy gets the lower register. And sometimes we slow down. Our guy has clean headlines and the beautiful lens flare America needs. Here's a scary graph over a photo of their guy awkwardly laughing. Snap zoom. Do you want a snap zoom like that in office? Here's a photo of our guy saluting military veterans. Jump cuts, flashes, static, aggressive colors. You can't trust a guy with graphics like this. Our guy gets stock footage of sunrises and an American flag. Their guy's flag is upside down and on fire. Intercut with overdue bills, war, and a crying baby. Our guy gets doctors and astronauts and stimulus checks. Flatline, an eagle, hurricane, the Statue of Liberty, crime scene tape, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan, a girl running in a wheat field to escape a dangerous a sexual predator wielding atomic bomb this election the choice is yours their guy or our guy inspiring slogan 
that's often what people make their decisions on when they go in to vote and they have no idea what they're voting for. This is typically known as the low information voter. Now, oftentimes when I talk about this, people will argue with me like our last caller did. Well, they have the right to vote. Well, yes, they do. Absolutely, they have the right to vote. That's not the discussion. You also have a responsibility as a voter. I mean, think about what got you the right to vote. Well, a lot of people went out, volunteers, and fought. Many of them died. Many more of them came home broken, missing limbs, and so on. And they fought to give you that right to vote. So a lot of blood was spilled for this, to give you the right to vote. They went through hell and back, and some didn't come back. Many of them did. So to honor those people, that you have a freedom that most people don't have. In a lot of countries where they allow people to vote, it's a sham. It's not supposed to be in our country. So we honor our vote. It is a sacred thing. So you don't just show up and guess. You're supposed to actually get educated, informed, know what you're talking about. So when you look at the ballot, it's not the first time you saw it. You know the issues on it. You know the people on it. And you know it intimately. So when you get that ballot, you know exactly what you're going to do. There's no guessing here. If you're going to show up and just guess, then why are you there? You're not making your country any better, and you're probably doing a lot of harm to your local community as well by just guessing. That's how we get horrible people in office. And oftentimes I wonder, there's some really, really nationwide, really horrible people in office, and they just keep winning. And I wonder why are they winning? They're just the worst. They should be in jail. That's how bad they are, but they keep winning. How? uninformed voters, which is why I don't have a get-out-the-vote campaign. Instead, I do the stay-out-the-vote campaign, where I, instead of saying I'm going to show up with a van, free candy, and get everybody to load up into the van, I'm going to take you down and get registered and you can vote. I'm not doing that. Instead, I'll offer Netflix, we'll get you some great movies. And would you like pizza or Chinese? And then I personally will call your boss and make excuses for why you're not there so you can take the day off. Huh? That way you can do your country a favor. Stay home. Stay out of the voting process since you have no intention of trying to become an informed voter. Darling, would you fetch me a beer on the fridge? So I know everything about the Kardashians, Beyonce, and stuff like that. Nothing about who my governor is or whoever runs the state. So this year I'm doing my patriotic duty and stay out the vote. Thank you, darling. I can give you every major stat for the Rockies for the last 15 years, but I can't tell you who the mayor of Denver is. That's the reason why this year I'm doing my patriotic duty and stay out the vote. Too lazy to stay informed? Then stay home. Stay out the vote. Your country is counting on you. Now, most people that I talk to about this laugh and understand and completely get what I'm talking about. Most people do. Every once in a while, I come across someone who just cannot understand, and I don't know why they don't understand. Because what I'm talking about is, again, not your right to vote. That's not the discussion. 
but your responsibility as an American citizen to know what's going on, to know who the players are, what the issues are, so you can make an intelligent decision. Kurt is in Casper, but moral high ground. Hi, Kurt. Hi, Glenn. How are you? Good, sir. What you got? You know, there was a lady that called in, and I get—I think she was in response to, to Judy and Casper. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and was talking about, you know, don't do not do the name calling. Don't do the negative thing. Um, she's part of the problem. Okay. You know, communists don't care what you think, what you feel. They could care less. Yeah. And there, there is no such thing as high moral ground. High moral ground is just a great place for a cemetery. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. it's it, they have no rules in this fight. You know, it, it's like if you went out in the woods, you run onto a grizzly bear, mm-hmm. and he's snarling and growling at you, and pretty soon he takes a swipe at you and knocks your arm off. Right. You know, and you step back and say, well, Mr. Grizzly Bear, that wasn't very nice. Yeah. You know, he swipes at you again, knocks your other arm off. And you say, well, you shouldn't be doing that. That's that's not right. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the next swipe is, is going to take your head off. Right. You know, uh, it's time that, that conservatives learn to fight like these communists. You know, they don't care. Their Their objective is to win. And as long as, as the conservative movement in this country wants to fight, you know, it, it's like the, the British soldiers lining up in rank and file. Yeah. You know, they got mowed down left and right. Well, in fact, you have to fight fire with yeah. fire. I've even complained over the years. One of the big problems that conservatives have is they will complain to their friends over a beer. They'll call this programming complaint. But when I say, well, okay, but are you going to run for city council? The answer I get is, well, I can't. I have a job. Well, the people on your city council, the people that are driving you crazy and making rules to make your life miserable, they have spouses and kids and a mortgage and a job, too, and yet look at them go. So we have to get conservatives actually out there, not just to try to run for office once, but to get into office and stay in office. And that, I think, is one of the biggest problems we have. Conservatives, don't I, like, I, they don't want to get involved. I, t- I totally agree. And, and you know, there's an old saying that that uh, excuses are like rear ends. Yeah, well. Everybody's got one and they all stink. Yeah, well, you and know? I like to say that victory goes to those who show up. And you got to show up more exactly. than once. It's a nonstop battle. You don't just show up at once and win everything. doesn't work that way. Because the opposition, Kurt, they never quit. They never no, do. No, they don't. And and they don't fight with the same morality and same rules that conservatives yeah. like to say that we have. Right. You know, it's if somebody's robbing you at gunpoint, yeah. um, what are you going to do? You're just going to bend over and here's my wallet here take it you know take whatever you want or are you going to fight back um i wasn't built that way right all right thank you i I just i just i just hope that there's not so many people that agree with that lady that uh you know we need to be we need to be better than that that's where we got in this place to begin with okay all right thank you kurt Who've ever felt the pain of stepping on a Lego? I know it hurts. This one's for the people who have ever felt the pain.
take a look, call Glenn Woods now at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. So, all right, just real quick, because normally I save this for just before election time. But since we got in the conversation this morning, I'll bring up again what I think of when it comes election time and who I'm going to vote for. Fortunate, we live in a state like Wyoming where you can get to know your political candidates personally. It's easy to, I don't care where you live, you can go talk to these people because you live in such a small state. And the smaller your community, the easier it is to do that. So there's no reason in a state like Wyoming that you shouldn't know who your candidates are. Now, as far as what I vote for, I was just talking to someone a moment ago about, uh, here, here at the studios, about our political points of view, someone who's new here. And we agreed that we're both more libertarian thinkers. All right. Now, my idea is limited government, big liberty, limited government, which means if you want to be a communist, go get with your communist buddies and start a commune, do whatever you want. The only thing is you can't force anybody else to become a communist and nobody is going to subsidize your commune. That's all on you guys. Okay. You want universal health care? Oh, you and your friends who want it, get together and make universal health care. You can't force anybody to join, and anyone who decides not to join doesn't have to pay for it. You're not going to be subsidized. You guys are going to have to do that yourself. For those of you who are very conservative, religious, you know, and so on, okay, fine. You go live that way if that's what you want to do. But you're not allowed to force others to live that way and it can't be subsidized. Government is to be as small as government can possibly be, doing very little, very few rules or regulations. I didn't say none, but very few, very small government. Okay, So your problems are your own. And if you do see people in your community that need help, then go help them. In fact, I've made the point many times on this program that and I've shown, proven, in fact, many times that the best help does not come from government programs. That's about the worst help. The most expensive and worst help you can get for any situation is through a government program. That's why I'm opposed to it. So when it comes time to vote, really, I've narrowed it down. That's why I wrote a book called The Uncomplicated Life. And I want to write a book like that for government, too. The Uncomplicated Life is a thin little easy-to-read, uncomplicated book. And it's just a less complicated way of thinking. Okay, So I narrowed down what do I really need to know to vote for a candidate. And I found out all I really have to do is ask one question, and I will get everything I need to know. You get this job, I ask him. If you get this gig... What is it that you want to accomplish? Now, if I get a list of, well, we need to open up the following museums and we need fiber optic cable and, you know, we, we've got to get more electric charging stations and the federal government needs to make sure we have money for our schools. 
on and on and on they go with all these government programs or government rules and regulations and we need to legislate and subsidize and so on well then i know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna vote for that person i'm, I'm not gonna do because that's not what government should be doing if they on the other hand turn to me and say you know government is the problem and what i want to do is get into office and drastically reduce the size and power of government and make it as small as possible then that person not only do they well they have my vote but i'm going to watch when they get into office that they do exactly what they just said because if, if that's what they're fighting for then that's what i want in office that's all i need to know that's how i vote got several here, Chet and Yoder, Locks in Loveland, Colorado, sending me notes off the app. I'll have to get to them in the next segment of the program. Local news, weather forecast, Wake Up Wyoming. Good morning, coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Thirty-six at time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Locks is in Loveland, Colorado. He uh, sends me that—that's the name he's going by. So he sends me this note here. He said, "Glenn, I am nearly fifty-two, and I didn't vote in, in until this century, when I was in my twenties. Lots of people tried to get me to vote, but I knew that a proposal or amendment can sound really good." But just one seemingly part of it makes the it the opposite of what it claims to be, or at least not good policy. I also didn't know the candidates well and wasn't interested enough to research. So I didn't vote because no vote is better than a dumb vote. You're welcome. So, yeah, thank you for that. I do appreciate that. And, in fact, I, what I tell you what I'm going to do here is I appreciate the line. That's a line that I'm going to steal from you and use. Not voting is better than a dumb vote. And by dumb vote, I mean someone who shows up. Like, it's one thing to vote in a way that I disagree with. That's not what I'm talking about. By dumb vote, I mean you don't know what you're voting for. You just showed up and guessed. That's dumb voting. So I would never do such a thing with such an important position, any kind of position for that matter, really important positions. I think about important positions as your city council members, your mayor, your county commissioners, elected officials in your Wyoming House and Senate, your governor, and your sheriff. There's so many really important positions out there that you're electing people to do a job that definitely affects your life and the lives of the people in your community. So, make a smart, informed decision. Don't make a dumb vote. And a dumb vote is, you just showed up and you guessed. That's a dumb vote. Be the smart voter. That's what I talk about when I do the Stay Out the Vote campaign, which again, normally the Stay Out the Vote campaign is reserved for just before election time because I don't want to run you guys silly with it to the point that you can't stand listening to it anymore. But since 
It was brought up today. Do you pay much attention to politics? So what, do you get your news from Facebook, Twitter, maybe some late night comedy show? Do you even have any idea who your senator is? Who's the vice president? So how do you decide who you're going to vote for? What, do you flip a coin? Every election season, there are get-out-the-vote campaigns, asking completely unqualified voters to show up at the polls at the last minute and flip a coin. If you've spent the past few years completely uninformed and out of the loop, then do your country a favor. Don't show up at the polls. Don't vote. Take the day off. Go to the beach. Hang out at your local bar. Watch a ball game instead. Or check out some reality TV. Our nation's in sad shape because people like you have been voting. So this year, do your country a favor. Stay home. Stay out of the vote. America is depending on your apathy. Brought to you by the campaign to promote uninformed voter apathy. Now, I also like to point out, as long as I'm talking to the voters, I'd like to point out to the politicians that you guys need to be much more honest in what you're really doing. Well, I'll give you an idea of what I mean. Here is a truly honest political ad. I mean, it's hardcore honest. I would vote Hello, for this guy. my name is Carl, and I'm running for Congress in your district. I'm not an expert in anything. Nothing. Not a thing. But I sure know how to look like I know what I'm talking about, and that's why I'm electable. I'm not an expert on guns, or finance, or science. Heck, I flunked science in school. Three times. I know nothing about automobiles or engines of any kind. I know nothing about energy, gas, coal, oil, green energy, whatever that means. I've never held a gun in my life, and actually I'm kind of scared to. But if you elect me into office, I promise to pass laws regulating everything that I know nothing about. I promise to act like the expert that I never really could be, because I cannot pass the test to get a job in that field to save my life. But I can regulate it. Yes, that's what America needs today. Experts are nothing to regulate everything. After all, isn't that what government does best? Really, that would be the most honest political ad that I'd ever heard if somebody were to do an ad like that. Because, frankly, the vast majority of people who run for political office, although and there are some, some smart ones. I'm not going to say they're all stupid. There's some very smart people in office. Yet, they're not experts in every little thing. And yet, we seem to be tasking them. And this was never what America was meant to, meant to be. We seem to be tasking them with trying to run every little thing. Well, they obviously don't know what they're doing, so they shouldn't try to be. They should not try to run every little thing. That's one of the reasons I want the smallest possible government out there. I want the politician that's going to step up and say, "Let's face it, I don't know a whole lot about how most businesses in America operate. Therefore, I am not going to try to write legislation to run them. In fact, I'm going to make sure that government doesn't try to do that." If that politician were to step up and make that uh, proclamation, I would vote for him. And then keep an eye on him and make sure they do exactly that. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. By letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Nine forty-eight is the time. Let's wake up my home and off to the ice box we go. Talk to Frank Gambino. So, Frank, I decided to look up something for once, sort of sports-related, to talk to you about. Oh boy. Okay. 
how to know when your team sucks and how to cope with it. Well, first of all, you know, you, you can if you'd have watched the Denver Bronco game yeah. on Thursday, yeah. the, the TV network, which was Amazon Prime, uh, kept showing Bronco fans with this look on their face like, we really do suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are bad. So, so, so yeah. how you react to that is that how you identify it. One, you can see yeah. the performance, and then just look on the fans' faces. They're like, yes. "Oh my god!" And and this guide here says psychologically, you just got to accept and expect the worst. Right. You, that, that's what I always think is that you know expect the worst and hope for the best. Well, here's what I do, Frank. If I can help sports fans, because I'm sorry, Frank, I'm not one, but if I can help them. The other day, I intentionally turned on a movie to watch okay. that was one, one of the worst movies made in movie history. It's not even a B movie. In it, fact, it, it, said less than movie, B? it said the movie was rated R, and I don't think that was for violence or nudity. I think that it was that much lower than a B movie. <laughs> <clears throat> but I went to watch it knowing, oh, this is really going to suck. You see, you can have fun with that, Frank. Yeah. Now, in the sports part of it yeah. is that fans have an emotional attachment to their teams. Yeah. You don't have and then some people probably have emotional attachments to movies. Okay. But when you have an emotional attachment to your team, it's not like you're just oh so what. You you could be despondent over the whole deal. Yeah. Or angry. Yeah. Or just or or they're like you know and if you're a fan of a team that has has a history of losing, well then you're used to it. Well, and that's why the next one here says find an outlet to vent through. Well, normally now yeah. it's the internet. Well, okay, here's Facebook, here's, yes, Twitter, Instagram. Exactly. That's that's the way. Well, here's what I would also do. In most, not in every case, but in most cases, there's a team out there that sucks more than you. So yeah. you can turn and say, at least we're not them. You can, and yes. then you and then you turn more introspective and say, you know what? Yeah. At the end of the day, we still suck too. <laughs> that's right. I'm trying to help out here, Frank. Well, I know, I know. Okay. And, and trust me, there's some fans in the neighborhood that. Uh, yeah. They need all the the counseling they can get. Well, and then here's another one uh, that I don't I don't agree with this. Look to next year. Next year's going to suck too. Okay, okay. Here's what I would suggest though. A lot of people, and I understand, Frank. If you're married, you don't treat you don't cheat on your spouse. But who's to say you can't secretly become a fan of a winning team? And just and, don't tell anyone. Well, yeah. Oh, and the key word there is. Secretly, yes, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to root for anybody else. That right. Don't know, buy their paraphernalia. Really. Nothing like that. Just quietly in your own head, be a fan. Yeah, and then always watch their games when you can. College football: The Wyoming Cowboys have this week off, and they're savoring their 27-14 road win over New Mexico on Saturday in Albuquerque. The UW defense really came to life in the second half, and the D line really asserted themselves, just making life miserable for the New, New Mexico offense. That was a big change from the first half, as the Lobo offense was making it miserable for the Cowboy defense as they scored the first 14 points of the game. Cowboy offense uh, helped make up the difference. Traden Wells caught a couple of TD passes, and quarterback Andrew Peasley, 10 of 21 for 174 yards, and head coach Craig. Bull figures that the quarterback spot is still a work in progress. I showed some resiliency, took some hits, uh, uh, played pretty good. I think he can play better. Um, certainly, Trayton Wells got open. It was great to utilize him as a weapon. And Andrew made one really remarkable throw to him. But there's some other things that Andrew left some plays out there. 
think he knows that. Uh, he's a competitive guy. It's been great coaching him. Wyoming 4-3 and three overall, 2-1 and one in Mountain West play, though, returns to the field a week from Saturday to host Utah State and Laramie. Again, that will start at 7.45 p.m. Wow. In the National Football League, the Denver Broncos won't play until Monday. They will travel to L.A. to meet the Chargers. The Broncos are 2-3 and three after that brutal 12-9 overtime loss to Indianapolis on Thursday. The Bronco offense was just playing awful in that game. They've got to figure something out. Quarterback Russell Wilson has been attending to a strained muscle in his back near his shoulder. Whether he plays or not on Monday remains to be seen but he has struggled mightily so far. Just in that game on Thursday, he threw two interceptions in the end zone and couldn't find receivers that were 10 yards away that were wide open. He also signed a five-year, $245 million contract. High school volleyball from over the weekend. Kelly Walsh with a road sweep of Star Valley and Jackson. Uh, so they're 25-0. Toronto lost on Friday to Sheridan in five sets. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be on a mini tour of the state uh, for the this weekend as they get ready for the season. The Cowgirls will be at Kelly Walsh High School in Casper on Saturday from 4 to 6 with an open practice and a meet and greet on Sunday morning between 9 and 10 in Douglas, followed by an open practice on Sunday in Cheyenne at the Story Gym between 1 and 3. Major League Baseball playoffs. The divisional round starts today with best of seven series. In the National League at 11 a.m., Philadelphia will be at Atlanta at 7.30 tonight. San Diego will be in L.A. to meet the Dodgers. In the American League at 1.30 this afternoon, Seattle at Houston. And at 5.30, Cleveland will be in New York to meet the Yankees. And that's it in sports. Here's what gets me, Frank. The only thing that really makes me mad about teams that really, really, really suck. So you get paid that much to suck that much? I get really, really mad when teams intentionally suck. Yeah. So they can get a better draft pick the next year. Yeah. That drives me nuts. Oh, no, I think they should always go out there and try their hardest, especially, Ooh. again, if they're getting paid that much. <laughs> it, it's, you know? it, it's like a free deposit. And like, yeah. oh, write this season off. We'll be okay. Yeah, it's okay. Whatever. No, I didn't pay you, you know, like $50 million over the next three years to suck. Yes, I paid you $50 million over the next three years to be the best. Yes. And if you can't be the best, then I'm not going to pay you $50 million. You know, the problem is somebody else will. Day. There you go. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local... I'm glad we had this little chat. Coming up on some local business. News time after that. Wake up, Wyoming.